Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Her Enterprise podcast. I'm Nicole Santiago, and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hey, hey. And Melissa, how are you? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, today on the podcast, we're actually masterminding two um, challenges for Melissa. So one is she's getting ready to launch a webinar, and she's feeling kind of stuck um, in some places as she gets ready to move forward with the webinar. So we want to talk about those um, those areas she might be stuck in. And then the other area is talking about deeper social connections and engagement when using social media. So I think it's sort of how to find that authenticity when you're online. Um, so those are the two questions she brought to the mastermind. And Melissa, do you want to just give us a little more background on your questions and how we can help you out? We're excited to help you today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I am so happy to have, you know, to be part of this podcast. And I feel like it's really given me more motivation to work on other things. And so on my website, The Traveling Wallet, I talk about minimalism and money. And, and as part of like improving my offerings and just um, connecting with people, I want to provide these webinars, one for um, money and one for minimalism. Um, and I even bought a course from Pat Flynn. And so I'm trying to get all the steps in place so that I do this and I'm successful. You know, I'm like making time and buying things. But I've gotten to a point where I feel <laughs> like I'm stalling or I've gotten stuck or every little thing kind of is like, I know it's small, but it still feels like a giant hurdle <laughs> that I need mm -hmm. to get over. Um, for example, I've been using um, Google Slides because I bought a new laptop and I never went and purchased like actual Mac Microsoft PowerPoint. Um, mm -hmm. But Pat recommends using that program. And I'm just like, oh, I need to go buy that. And it's like, I know it's not going to take a lot, but I'm, you know, I'm getting stuck in these steps. Um yeah, so I guess my question is, you know, can you share us, you know, a story or a situation or advice on when you, you know, you were kind of almost there, you're almost at the finish line for accomplishing a goal. And then you start, I don't know, second guessing yourself or um, just making mountains out of molehills, I guess you could say. <laughs> I I want to take two seconds to like pause and say how thrilled I am that you have clarified your offering. Like this morning when you like right before this, you were like, I want to do these videos so then I can offer like two hour consults for people. Right. This was pre-recording. But I was like, this is the first time I actually know how I can hire you other than like a speaking engagement. And I'm super thrilled to pay you and give you money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think like that's, that's an awesome way. Um, and I wonder if that'll like help more people connect with you too as a different layer. But 
Okay. I have other ideas for other things, but I just had to get that little (laughs) bit out of the way. I was like, how do I give Melissa money? (laughs) Um, Okay. So when you're stuck, is it like ability or just distraction because you're nervous? Like, do you, I guess I'd examine like, why is it just kind of a resistance that you're coming against or, and then I have a couple stories, but. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's just resistance. I mean, time sometimes can be an issue. Like the kids are home and I feel like I only have time to work at nighttime. And by then, you know, you're tired and your brain maybe isn't working as great, but you're just need to get stuff done. So timing could be a little bit of an issue. Maybe I need to ask for more time earlier in the day. Um, But I feel like it's just also probably mental, like a mental block that I'm coming up against because, because like I said, I mean, in introducing the problem, like some of the stuff is so simple, like you just get on (laughs) the computer by slides and keep moving forward. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, um, there's like a couple key ways I engage resistance, right? So there's that creative distraction of like, if I have it where, you know, how I have like my big three goals that I'm going to work on for every week. And then every day I'm like, okay, today I'm going to get this done. There's inevitably one that like moves over every day for (laughs) like three or four weeks. So like, no, I like make it stop at three. Usually at three weeks, I'm like, this can't keep happening, right? But what else is happening is I'm getting a heck of a lot done elsewhere that I've prioritized in my top three. So I use the creative distraction, even though I'm avoiding that big one, to like get a whole lot of other things done, right? And then um, the other piece that I do is um, one thing is hire other people I'll hire out or I'll get someone else to like help me. So if it's a technical reason that I'm just stuck and I can't figure this out or it's like the edge of my ability, but I just really need to get this done. And that's actually how I hired Tony, our tax person, too, was I like found that someone else who's really excited about something can their energy around it can propel me to keep going in something, right? Like, and it makes like the weakest, my weakest area, like suddenly a strong area that I'm thrilled about because I like sent him an email and I was just kind of like, Hey, do you want to talk about taxes? And I'm thinking like maybe in three weeks we'll actually talk about it. But he's like, I have, I have time tomorrow. (laughs) Like you want to come this week? And I was like, Okay, but suddenly, like him having way more energy around it, like took something I dreaded to like. So, I mean, you guys heard how thrilled I was (laughs) about taxes and overachieving in that area. So, finding I think what motivates you, but then also like finding someone else motivated in this like specific area can be a huge help. Does that make sense? Like, am I clear on that? Where it's like. Yeah. So people also that like people in peer pressure motivate me, but also specifically like getting help from someone 
who like this is their strong point and whether it's like paid or whatever like that consult with Tony was free initially and I didn't hire him for a year and I was like I'm telling everybody about Tony I should probably hire Tony right like (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think those are like the key ways that I work to manage resistance but then when I get to the third week I like really I, sometimes I'll also say, I'll send a quick text to someone like, and I'll be like, guys, there's something I'm totally resisting and I'll create a level of accountability around it. Does that make sense? And it's really stupid. But like on our call, when I was resisting changing our voice, my voicemail and they were like, you're, you're resisting changing your voicemail right now. Just do it right now. Like just <laughs> Get it done. And then recognizing if um, you're letting perfect be the enemy of good, which we've talked about with our little sound bites before that you do, Nicole, of like, oh, I was looking into the sound bites, but I wanted captioning. And I ended up like just dropping the ball at that point when I could have just been making sound bites without captioning. And that would have been better than like no sound bite at all. So. No, that's good. And actually, I've always thought that peer pressure, I always feel like internally is what motivates me, like my accountability to myself is what motivates me. But maybe I've changed since then. Mm. Because um, maybe what got me here isn't going to get me there. Because yeah, I, I normally feel like I just like, usually, if I'm holding something to myself, I'm more likely to do it than if I promise it to someone else. (laughs) But I actually just did that this past Monday. I had a Toastmasters speech and I hadn't written it yet. And so I posted on Facebook that I'm like, there's a speech today and I haven't written it and I'm letting you guys know (laughs) so that I get it done and I got it done. So maybe I've changed and I should start using outside accountability more. I think... I think that, of course, Kelly's advice is always spot on and amazing. So thank you, <laughs> Kelly. Um, the perfectionism thing, I I don't suffer with that. I sometimes wish I did because I actually need like you two ladies when I do my work to check, check work because to me, I just want to take the action and get it done. Um, so like when you were talking about how you had to purchase, and this is this is where I'm coming from because I still have a very small bank account that I'm allowed to use for anything for my work because I'm not making a lot of income yet. And I think that's a block for me and it might be for you too, Melissa. So what I do, like when you were talking about, so I have to buy this program and it's not that much money. You're right. You can just go on and get it. But something in the back of your mind says, oh, but I'm taking away time from my family. Oh, but I'm taking away time from, you know, our one income family right now to buy this. And so you have this weight that's heavier than you realize that's pushing you on it. And you're like, why do I just want to spend the money? But it's all this other, like maybe guilt. And I'm only saying that this is how I feel. So it might not be the way you feel, but this is how I feel sometimes. And so what I end up doing is try to find a shortcut, which is not always the best way to do it because it might not be, again, perfect, but at least I've created what I wanted to. So if you're working on your webinar and you can use Google Slides for your webinar, it may not sync up as well with the different parts of your system and you may have to like, you know, just change it around a little bit so it's the transitions aren't as smooth or something. But when you're starting out, if you have a lot of weight on you about guilt around like spending a lot of extra money, wherever you can make small little cuts, but you can still move forward, 
that's something that I do sometimes. And that helps me where I'm like, good, I got it off my list. It's checked off, even if it's not perfect. Um, and then also what I was hearing um, just in general, when you're feeling like the inner, your inner accountability, I think because, and I don't know if this might be just me with the mom thing too, like with your children being home more, you're also feeling accountable to the household more than usual. So your own accountability might be filled up with other stuff you have to do. So it is important to go out and look for outside accountability because your own internal accountability may be pushing you full with, are they online for school? Did, you know, all those other things are like filling up your bucket so high already so that you need the external because the internal is already full. And yeah. I don't know if that, that just could be something that I sort of hear might be happening because you, we all get stressed with having our kids all back home again. And so that might be another way. And I'm glad that you're looking for outside accountability. I have to do outside accountability because I have to do outside accountability for my kids being home too. Like I don't have a lot of internal accountability. I have to force myself to do things and it's always like external cues, but in a way that's good because I can help you like come up with an external cue for things. Wow. I really like that. That's actually makes a lot of sense to me because so if you have, you know, <laughs> 20 decisions to have to manage other people's things and 20 is all you have in that day and you use mm -hmm. it up for everyone else. Now you have zero for yourself, for your mm -hmm. own projects, for your own goals. And that just that so that could be even like I haven't changed. I'm just because of the different situation in our lives. I'm completely drained by that point. And so yeah. I need other people's help. So that's, yeah. that, I like that. That's, I need to cool. yeah, lean into your village or, or lean into your online village. You know, like, like you said, putting it out online is so helpful for me. It always, I'm like, oh yeah, I said I was going to do it. And there's something else that I wanted to talk about um, with the free thing. So you have, and it's going to be a webinar that you're not going to charge for just because it's going to be an open invitation to who you are. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted, there's two things that happened with me with free. So I did a really, I thought it was a really great speech. I spent time working on my speaking gig. It was an online speaking gig. It was broadcasted to up to 10,000 people because I was in two separate Facebook groups, but I really have not received much feedback from it. And it was, I probably spent two afternoons going over what I was going to say, going over key sections for my book. Um, and then I did try to follow up with whoever fed into it. But I feel like if it had been a paid thing, I probably would have gotten more out of it. Even like if the people had to pay $5 to get access to it, it's that accountability thing where I feel like maybe they would have, they would have been more engaged and I would have gotten more eyes on it at the time. Um, which is why I love the idea of doing amount of doing those um, summits where it's free, maybe the first day, but then you pay. Even mm -hmm. to me, if you pay $5 for the first day and you can watch it live for the first day and then it goes away, at least you're getting on for that first day. And depending on how serious people are, you know, too, and my, the person, when I did this speech, they were not necessarily 100% my avatar. So that meant if it was free and it wasn't a perfect match with me, then they might watch it. They might not. So that was one thing that happened with me with free, which I felt like, oh, I wonder, because I had a coach before tell me, no, do your charge for your very first webinar, just charge for it, charge for it. Like it's a little mini summit. Like she was like, just go and put the money out there and just charge for it right away, um, which I think was good advice because when I did do it free, it didn't work out as well for me. And then the other side of that is I've done consulting for free 
that I have loved because it's given me experience and exposure um, and also just learning the way I might do business. So I've been doing a lot of, I have this one client I work with for free and I've been working as a school advocate for her. And I've been writing letters to the counseling department at her school and trying to get things done for her, her son. Um, and it's free. I haven't charged her, but I'm learning a lot from the process. And then when I did sit down with the neurofeedback a program director, I really was able to talk about what I had done for school advocacy. And that was the piece that he was missing the most. He was mm-hmm. looking for a school advocate. It wasn't even just my education background, but it was the fact that I had experience working with this woman and her son. It's free work, but I still had that story to tell. So you might also think about a little bit of free consulting here and there, um, just because it gives you experience. It's like, you know, pro bono work as a lawyer, right? Like you're doing something that you're passionate about. And also it gives you that authority. It's building your authority because you had to go through the process. So those are the two things that came up for me as stories too. Unless you have more to add, I think like that leads well into like the second struggle. Um, yeah, the only thing I was going to say was to make sure you have it time stamped. Like we talked about with goals of like making a solid time stamp with it and then just agreeing with the exhaustion of someone else's life. Someone else's like passion to give life to reinvigorate it in me again because then I don't dread it as much anymore. But I'm excited for the next topic. Okay. So the good thing about having this mastermind, though, is I am technically putting it out there just to be a little bit more accountable. So what I'm looking at my calendar right now is to do the money webinar either on the 17th of February on a Wednesday or on Saturday, the 20th at 10 a.m. So I kind of was trying to think of two different times based on like when people would be available for just the money webinar. And then uh, the minimalism capsule webinar, I am looking at the first week of March. Same thing, one Wednesday and one Saturday with two different times to see where people actually um, decide is better for them. I'm writing this down. I love this. I'm writing it down because I want to go to the money one. (laughs) I want to go to the minimalism one. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Cool. All right. So I think that probably leads well into like my second challenge, which is struggling with like building community and engagement and just even like deeper relationships with people. Uh, (laughs) I'm not a big social media person. Like I do it once in a while. I try to get on Instagram once in a while and Facebook and Twitter and engage with people through that medium. But it's challenging for me because I have this idea that I want like privacy. And I always feel like to be in those um, spaces, you have to like show your kids' faces and all this thing. And so I guess I'm, I'm explaining more what, what I'm actually challenging with, which is the fact that I feel like I can't maintain privacy if I'm uh, interacting with people on social media. And so, but I want to build deeper relationships. And so I guess I'm struggling with that. Is there a way to be in social media, but not have to have like expose all your life to it. And then, or how, how do you build deeper relationships with people 
um, without social media or, you know, when we could see people in person, like what were things that you did to like deepen relationships? And okay, and I'm going to be 100% honest, I had to take some tests uh, through my Toastmasters program, identifying like what kind of personality type I am and what type of leader I am. Maybe you guys are can you, ask. <laughs> are you an introvert, Melissa? I don't think so. No. I, okay. So the thing I always think go back to and think about is like, again, and maybe I've changed, but in college, I remember like my, my girlfriends, like they would need to drink to get out on the dance floor, but I didn't. I'm just like, no, this is awesome. And I just go and go on the dance floor. So I would, I wouldn't think that I'm an introvert. Um, but I think everyone's an introvert during COVID because we're so surrounded by people. That's like, yes, I do need some alone time. <laughs> so Dylan would say he felt good. So my husband's a clear introvert and I was like much, I'm like both introvert and extrovert. So I was like way more extroverted than I had the brain injury. And then I became way more introverted and Dylan was, I would explain, like, suddenly I'm in a room and I'm, like, nervous about all these unpredictable situations that might happen and all these other things. And he's like, that's how an introvert thinks. Like, that's how. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. It felt so, like, awful. But he says he feels like he can present very well. Like, he's a great speaker. He's a great, like... If there's like controlled situations where the expectation is clear, he does great, right? So if he's like, if there's coffee hour and there's tables and people are expected to sit at a table and he manages the table, he can handle that. If there's like no tables and people are just in a crowd standing around, he doesn't know what to do. Whereas like I just would hop from like group to group initially, like I was the social butterfly of like, hey, I'm like the Irish are arrogant enough that they just feel like they're gifts to all of humankind. And it's <laughs> like, of course you want to see me. <laughs> like, and I think that's like just what I'd felt initially in how we engage people. Um, Jillian has a really great resource on um, networking for introverts and talking about like, and she went through the different love languages. Are you familiar with mm -hmm. yeah. those? And so she just used all of those for it. And what I loved was that she just kept saying like gifts over and over again. Like, and I was like, oh, maybe she's a gift introvert like person. <laughs> um, and then there was another um, po like politician that I heard about that he would just have a dog when he went to a park and he hated talking to people. Did you hear this? Or no? So yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. would like go to a park with this giant dog and then all the kids would come up and yeah. see the dog, even though he didn't want to really campaign. But then he would just start talking to parents about what he was doing and how he was campaigning. But the dog was this like lead in for how they could talk to people. And then also like the biggest thing is like just connecting with a connector, like find the friend that will think of you and tell everyone about you the second they get a chance to promote you, right? Like, and so sometimes they can just shout out for you and just be like, Melissa's amazing. Have you hired her yet? Like, <laughs> and I think those are it. I feel like for me, as, as I don't know, an overall extrovert, I think I still 
tend to be that way. Like finding the quiet person tends to be like this like sacred gem. Does that make sense where you're like, oh my gosh, they finally like opened up to me or that it's in a relationship that's like more earned feels good. I get my mother-in-law shares all of my children's stuff on the internet and I'm like a little bit more <laughs> like careful about it. So I don't entirely do that, but I think even just being there or following up, like following follow up Fridays, if you're like if you meet someone and connect with them and on Fridays I used to do that a long time, like follow up Fridays. And then Mm -hmm. you just think of something that you connected on and ask them about it. Like, and just listening. People think like, all you have to do is listen. And people think you're the greatest like person Mm -hmm. ever because they're like, oh, (laughs) I don't know what we talked about, but it was fantastic. And literally you just talked about them (laughs) and they are fantastic. (laughs) I don't know if the, if those are like helpful tools, but the follow up Friday is like anytime you meet someone. And I've thought this too, where I'm just discovering LinkedIn and I was like, wait, there's someone who geeks out about like economics and poverty and enterprise all in the same way that I do. And I'm like, how do I send this person an email? Because <laughs> you are this like sacred uber niche gem in the world and I think when you find like small enough circles like realizing the circles are smaller than you anticipate and that people like and so there's enough room for you to be there because you're like well there's like five people who get really excited about this and of course they're gonna want to talk about it with me and then I wouldn't immediately presume silence is rejection like they just might be busy so presume the best that they like of course they want to talk to you (laughs) like don't presume like if they if like I just presume people are busier than they are whatever I don't know if that makes sense and so I don't always see it as a maybe I should see it as a like (laughs) frame of rejection until they're like okay I'm super busy but blah, blah 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 I don't know if those are helpful at all, but no, yeah, I really like. For me, tactical tips is always helpful. So I'm glad you shared the follow up Friday on something mm. that you think you connected with, because <laughs> yeah. I can like take action with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I um, I think it's really hard to show up authentically online. Um, if especially with the privacy piece. I, as soon as you said that, I realized like how, how different it is if you want to keep certain things private. But the truth is kind of like Kelly said, people want to connect with what about they care about. So just showing them that you care about something could just strike a chord or resonate with them. And that sort of, so when you show the things you really care about the most, and of course, you know, we all care about our children and stuff, but when you just tell that, you know, you tell that story, like, I keep thinking about, right, I know, because we're not going to show pictures of our kids if we don't want to. So that's, you know, but I keep thinking, like, some of the stuff that I share is, I am so surprised that people connected with it. Um, I am very regimented about sharing stuff online, because I've been kind of taught that way. Like, it's when I was working with my um, network marketing stuff, which you know, some people are like, oh, keep away from the 10 foot pole. I learned a lot from, um, you know, learning the system of that. And just like doing it routinely 
just like sharing something, but not just anything, you know, to share something that matters to you. Um, even like before, something from before, like anything that you've had a big transformation around, like minimalism, a story of like before, like you might be looking at something and say, oh, before I was a minimalist, this would have been so overwhelming. And I remember and really talk about the part that was hard, though. Um, that's the things that really resonate the most when I am sharing things. And it was a hard road with my oldest son with the ADHD diagnosis. So whenever I share little parts of my journey, I'll get a lot of people chiming in. Oh my gosh, that's where we are right now. Or, um, so I think like, you know, sharing that stuff that you might think is mundane, but to the people that are the right person, they're like hanging on your every word. Um, but just, I have a routine around it. I'm really big. I actually do have an Instagram pod, which I thought would be a total flop. And it's been really cool. Um, and Instagram pods are not as popular as they used to be. They're kind of falling off now. The, the algorithm's changing. They're trying to, you know, it's everything's paid ads, right? So Facebook's more paid ads and then Instagram's more paid ads now. But the Instagram pod is where you got a bunch of people, like it's, it's a group on Facebook I'm in. You drop a line and say, I want to talk about this, this, this. And then whoever's interested can just give you their handle. And so there's 12 of us in a group. We're all women around women in business. And we have usually something natural or something that we're working to sell or work with. And there's five of us that have really become, you know, friends and we make sure, but in the pod, you have to post every day. um, And you have to like and comment on somebody's post within 24 hours or 48 hours. And that can seem overwhelming, But for me, it was really great because it's in a group, the pods in a group. So I just click on all 12 names. I just click on the first name, look at all their stuff. Do they have new stuff? Click like, click a comment. And then as it's grown, we've been doing this for like three months. It becomes much more authentic conversation. But it started out as just this like, oh, check off your list. Did I like it? Did I comment? But then it grows from there. Like that's how the engagement grows. You just have to start doing it. You have to start like making yourself kind of do it. And then you're like, oh, I really like this person. And then you really start talking authentically on their posts, but it takes a little while. And like, it's the hard part of just forcing yourself to do it. Maybe set an alarm and say twice a week, I'm going to go and look at these people's posts that I feel like I liked one thing they post. I'm going to go comment on their stuff. And um, that's sort of how I made myself do it. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if I didn't mean to cut you off, but. I was going to say also sharing the process. So sharing the process of making your webinar, like guys, and like, it's a, like, it's a present. Like I said about my space where I'm like, I am preparing a place for you as if I was Jesus ascending into heaven, right? Like, so it's like, you are making these webinars for clients. And so then it can like build anticipation. So like I commissioned like our earrings that we got from Nestology, my friend who does the jewelry, I've commissioned her to build a build. She's building it. She's making a win, like a a mobile for over my tables. And I commissioned her to do it. And so she sent me pieces with like yarn to do. And so then I'm like, so excited. And I was like, I just have to take a picture of it and post that online. But even things about my space, people are like, I've heard about your new space. And it's beautiful, whether or not they've already like booked or not booked or whatever, that it's creating this level of awareness and anticipation around what I already want to share with them. Right. And so 
And it's like sharing audiences with like Stephanie's work. If I'm like, if I tag nostalgia and then her clients tend to be like, I've had people wearing her jewelry, like walk in, (laughs) like where, and I'll be like, you know, Stephanie. And she's enough of a like local artist now in her little shop, but it's like shared audience. And then you can share that like joy of like working with local artists or other business people as well. So, yeah. I love that you said that um, too, because that's another thing. Like if you just, and it's been hard, like you get, might get a lot of no's, but I have actually, um, the interviews, when I interview another account that I like, like if you look at an account and you have to send them that cold direct message, that's like, Hey, I love your stuff. And um, I'm working on blah, blah, blah. Would you love to chat with me about, um, you know, I, I see you're a big account on minimalism and I have this, you know, I work with that too. Would you love, I'd love to have you answer a couple questions on some of the first steps you ever took. Remember that if you do it on Instagram live, you get both accounts, all those eyes on the, on the interview. And then two, like now one of the women that I first interviewed, she's um, an advocate for special needs. She's a lawyer and a nurse and all sorts of different credentials, but she is amazing and she tags accounts that she thinks I'll like and I tag accounts she thinks you would like. This is somebody I've never met beyond having that interview. She lives in Virginia mm-hmm. Beach, Virginia. Um, she's like, she's just amazing to me. And the way she's able to connect, now we connect each other with different accounts and we've never met it in real life. So I think making that first, like how Kelly said, just making that real connection, even if it's online, by having that interview or that face-to-face virtual conversation, you do know the person in a way that then you can kind of build mm-hmm. from there. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're aligned on this. Hey, look at this new account I just found. They might be interested in that. And the next thing you know, you have a webinar next year that's like all these minimal- minimalism accounts coming together to do a summit. You know, you, but you just, you got to start there, right? You got to reach out and send that cold DM. Hey, I like your stuff. I want to do this thing on Friday. I do a Friday. I do a Friday show. Would you like to get on and talk with me about, um, you know, talk with me about minimalism and then send them a couple questions. So it's not, you know, if they're nervous and you want them to be nervous, I I can send you questions beforehand. And, but the fact that they Mm -hmm. said, yes, you now have this authentic person and then they have a network. So you've jumped into their network too, automatically, which is exactly what Kelly said, but just, it was a little more, you know, for me, I'm just like, send that message. And there's a lot to like, I mean, you've said before, like, but when I like, so Melissa's also in Michigan and there's like a Grand Rapids, like finance group that we're both in. And when I first saw her there, I was like, wait, you're here. And then Melissa, you were like, no, I see you in all the finance, like chat rooms or something. (laughs) And like, that's such a good point that there are people who stand out to you that like, would already be a great connection, I think. So like there's finance people that I have just sent a little like message to that I've never met, but I'm like, oh man, maybe one day we'll meet in person, right? But I've sent a little message to like saying, thank you for, I don't know, putting good logic and sound economics on the internet because I like always agree with what you say. Like, and I think I can already think of like three or four people that the second they start a podcast, I'd be like, yes, I will listen to that because Mm -hmm. I've already seen their comments and I, and I've already seen you like there was, there's another group we're in where I, I feel like I've seen you show up more online for one reason or another. And I was like, Oh, I am so glad Melissa is showing up here and answering some of these 
like questions. And I think even those little things create little minute nuggets of visibility where people will suddenly like begin to recognize you more and then feel that connection organically. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm so excited for you and these things. And even just being like, if someone, it's such a great, easy thing to re refer to like oh man I have this like finance video or I have this like minimalism video it's mm. such a great thing to quick link to and refer out I'm super excited for you yeah. awesome thank you so much so <laughs> goals action tips goals, action tips yeah goals action tips okay I saw you taking notes that was awesome I was. I was taking notes. And so for connecting with people. Follow up Fridays. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. (laughs) Follow up Friday. Uh So I'm going to make a goal to, I don't know, five to 10 people, like reach out to them and just say, hey, how are you doing? It's been a long time since we talked. I'm going to do that with people like I know first and then. I, I can work into like doing it with other people. Hmm. Five to 10 people on follow up Friday, which is every Friday. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> but you're following up with people that you've like connected with in the week or have reached out to you or something like that. But yeah, fo- that's why I put it up for Fridays okay. where the money's in the okay. follow up is what yes. Natalie Eckdahl says. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what about collab? What's your collab? I want to know, is there an account you that popped into your head immediately that you're like, I want to collab with this person? Ooh. Oh, no, I don't know if I'm there yet. I think I'm going to just like really focus on getting these webinars out. And then okay. once I'm comfortable doing that in person, yeah. <laughs> then I can do a collab. I mean, there I like- are people who I really like, but it's not really finance related. Like the person who I always am sharing stuff Trashes for tossers, like she talks about zero waste, and I like love her stuff. And then I guess Pickup Limes does talk about minimalism, but well, they're not like opposite avatars, though, right? Like, how do you like how do you minimize your expenses? And like that's like a real thing. Like, how do you optimize your bank account? Right? Like, those are. I feel like they're connected. I feel like minimalism and zero waste and personal finance is all connected. And it all has to do with asking the question of what do I value? And that's where I'm going to focus and put things in and what is waste and I don't need. And I'm going to get rid of those things. I feel mm-hmm. like it's the same principle just applied in these different areas. So okay. but yeah, okay, so. but for and then I already said earlier in the middle of the episode that um, I'm going to have these webinars. And so Maybe some more imminent steps, though, is like sharing a picture every week about my process with yes. the webinars. So that way mm-hmm. I'm kind of... Plan your online content. Make plan, it a routine. Yes. You're going to have to share with me that in a different episode. Good? Good. Yes. That sounds so great. It's here. And we yes. can put it in the episode notes. Yes. Like- Yes, the link. Mm -hmm. So you have to set that up before we post the (laughs) show. I have uh, one week. Yes, go for it. Hey, Changemakers, thank you so much for listening to today's Her Enterprise episode 020, where we mastermind Melissa's business. What can I say? 
We all have our own individual stopping points. We all have areas where we struggle. And sometimes it's just being able to step back and talk to some friends, some fellow entrepreneurs, some fellow big thinkers to help you get unstuck. So today we talked about what to do when you're getting stuck on small things and how to connect with people when all you have left is online interactions. Continuing to grow and move has been difficult in this season. We're all exhausted from everything that's going on outside of our own small worlds. So I hope today you were re-inspired to reconnect with people and and use those follow-up Fridays and use that tool of asking people to help you with some outside accountability. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are change makers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. Let's grow, let's flourish, let's rise with her enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.